Hi, good evening. Welcome to the Barmy Army podcast. This evening I'm joined by Nat. Nat, how are you doing? Hi, everyone. Yeah, it's good to be back home. <laughs> <laughs> good to have you here. Literally back home, or maybe not Nat. Um, Snowy, <laughs> great to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me again. No, not at all. After your last appearance, when you had your mic drop comment, how could we not have you back? And actually, I was thinking about this when I was um, this afternoon because we've had the uh, announcement made about the referee um, for Sunday. So uh, it, it, we may well be discussing referees again. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Torrin. Um, good evening, John Neville. We're going to start looking back at the weekend that's been. So we're going to talk about a game that we deservedly won, but perhaps not as convincingly as we would have hoped to. Nat, what were your thoughts? Now we've had a few days to digest it. Good evening, John Fry. Your thoughts on that match? I thought it was a good match, to be fair. And I know people say, no, not as this, but yeah, we could have been a bit more clinical. There was the fantastic save um, from Leah. There was Jackie's miss in the first half. There was Katie's miss in the second half. But other than that, I thought it was, I would have had what, three goals, 5 nil defeat, no one would have had a problem. For me, I thought it was one of the, I wouldn't say best, but yeah, up there as one of the best attacking performances because it was so fluid. They were all moving. Tooney was going from right to left. LJ was going from centre to left to right. And it's just... That was a style of play that I've not seen us play in a while or probably ever. Maybe championship, we used to play, just everyone would go everywhere. And for me, it was dominating. Yeah, more goals would have been nice. But, you know, I thought all front, you know, Leah, LJ, Tooney, like I've said, I think they all had great games. And for me, I was happy with it. But obviously, I understand people wanted more goals. Fair enough. But... I was really, I was really happy, even though it was a two 0 Yeah, um, John Fry says there uh, um, we missed a number nine finisher. Certainly, at times there were balls going to the box and there was nobody to convert them. Uh, good evening, Yvonne. Good evening, Max. Um, now, Zoe, before I just come on to you, I can't let a game against Birmingham go without acknowledging Nat's appreciation for the Birmingham manager because, as much as I tend to not talk about the opposition directly. The job that Wardy's done there, and us to still score two goals, yes, we put five past them at their place, but si the, the, there's something I read that... Yeah. They she was disappointed, and I thought, why aren't you nicking a bit there, Wardy? Um, but no, like they held Chelsea to a 1-0 only. And, you know, Chelsea, I think, were really, really frustrated by them. Uh, apparently it was a lucky goal in the end that Chelsea scored, whereas I think ours were just, you know, we, we finished them. We, we we should have scored more. That Jackie one really, um, oh, when she missed that, I just thought, Jackie, come on, man. And I think that's all it was, get these shots on target. I mean, I know John Fraser just said about number nine, no, just get it on target. If that Jackie one was on target, it would have gone in. And, yeah. or the, that keeper would have had to make a wonder save. Um but yeah, Carla Ward, she knows what I think about her. A lot of people know what I think about Carla Ward. I think she's the best manager, Bar Casey, in the league. People say Emma, Emma. No, no, no. The way that Wardy's got that team with no money set up, sitting in fifth or sixth, I don't even know where they are, but they're safe. Yeah, she won't admit that they're safe, but I love Wardy. Yeah, we we know you love Wardy, but, but we'll we'll leave it there, okay? We'll leave the Wardy love there for now. Um, John Fry does say that they've looked better in the last six months, looking solid, absolutely doing a heck of a job there. Um, I, I'm not going to ask what what happens to your Wardy love if she does go to Liverpool. We'll just go back to United and we'll say, as Mark said, a win's a win. Goals would have been nice, but three points are more important. Zoe, um, Mark and I have this debate on a regular basis. Points. Or performance, we both tend to say points, regardless, no matter what. Do we still need to put in a performance sometimes, though? I think so. Um, for me, I agree with you. It's, it's all about points. And at the end of the day, points is what's going to uh, get us the Champions League places or, or not. Or, you know, maybe even further, maybe uh, Chelsea can drop some points and, and we can still go on to win it. Who knows? Um, that's what I'm hoping for anyway. But um, I agree about 
performance, I think a, a good solid performance. Um, it puts fear into the opposition, not just the opposition that you're playing on the day, but the the teams that are to come as well. Because you know, when I look at scores like like that City score the other day, it scares me that you know we're going to play them again. You know, they're they're putting like seven away, and you know we're only putting two away. Um, but as long as we get the job done week in week out, they might win seven one, but the next week they might lose, they might overexert themselves or whatever, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's it's points over performance, but I do like to see them, you know, play well and, and you know, win convincingly. Yeah, and as, as I said to a colleague today, if you win every single match of your season 1-0, you will win the league. Even though it's only one, you will get the points and that's that's what matters. Um, and good evening, Jonathan. I think that is, uh, people have got different names, so I think that's... One of the many Johns or Jonathans we've got uh, joining us this evening. Um, the only downside, I th well, not the only, maybe, there'll be others. There's, there seems that we've got a long-term-ish injury. And that was, we got wind of the fact that Tobin was carrying a knock for the Chelsea game. Casey confirmed after the Birmingham game that it's, the words were she's out for a while. Now, as the negative person I am, unfortunately, as the pessimist, good evening, Namrata, uh, good evening, blessings. That to me implies a while. Now, should we be concerned or is this an opportunity for us to say, if they're only here for a year, let's start planning now for life without yeah. them? That's why I think, um, I don't want to plan for life without them, but I think just... The way it looks, for me, it doesn't look like they will stay. I'm still 50-50. I've gone from 60-40 that they will stay to they're definitely not going to stay. I'm just not indifferent now. I think I really want them to stay. I'd love it. But if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, for me, I think she said a while. Um, and it makes you think of, like, Russo. That was that's a while. But yeah. it was in a boot. Tobin, there's pictures of her in a boot and her and Kristen have been out walking on Monday. Um, so that makes you think it's not going to be that long, but you never know. Uh, she wasn't in crutches. I mean, we've been to Oslo and we've seen Martha in a knee brace and you think, oh, that's a while. And then next week she's playing. So, you know, who knows? If Russo is looking like she's coming back. Um, so insane. I think they'll stay if they get Champions League. Yeah, yeah. there's talk of we're going to get a right winger, either. So who knows? Who knows? I'm just open for everything. No matter what happens, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and I never thought I'd say that about summer signings, about where we're at. And I just think, like what Zoe said, we're going for the league. In my opinion, um, people can't say that we're not. We're right up there. Yeah, they've got two games in hand, but they're playing one now. Yeah. I just think we're so far ahead of where we, we were supposed to be and we keep getting better. And I think now winning these games like Birmingham, um, where we might have dropped points, or we might have got nervous at nil-nil. We weren't. And then we came out, boom, 40 seconds, 1-0, that's it, we won the game. <laughs> Even before, you know, I, and I think that's the difference. They knew we were going to beat these teams. It's just Chelsea, it's unfortunate that they conceded that goal. But even then, they fought back in that. And it's those things are the difference, along with like better players and all this. But I think it's just that thought process. We are going to win this no matter what. Yeah. Um, Mark says, as much as it's a blow that Tobin's out, one person doesn't make the team. That's a really valuable point we need to consider. We are not a one-woman team. But she can still be an influence on the sidelines. Jessica then says, we've seen uh, Tobin shouting on the bench. Um, Yvonne, I think that's Mark she's applying to. Tobin's presence in the dressing room is massive. That alone is having a positive effect. Um, Namrata, though, tired of speculating about their future. Mm -hmm. Hope they stay. But if not, we need to prepare. I think, and I know there was a little bit of stuff on Twitter and online on Sunday night because Kristen didn't play. But we as United fans are aware, most of us anyway, that it's it's a treat, I guess, to have got them for the year. And it's purely COVID-related. What 
comes after this, we don't know. Zoe, can you see them staying if we get Champions League? Yes, I can. Um, I mean, I don't know how how they view it over in America, the Champions League. Um, but I will say that I think the fact that the City players went back for the training camp and they didn't, I actually think that says a lot about them. And I think they're enjoying the football in Manchester. And and yeah, I think I think um, like Mark said that that Tobin is having an influence from the sidelines. I think she might be enjoying that opportunity. And uh, Casey Stoney's obviously giving her a little bit of freedom with that. I think. Um, I mean, obviously, we don't know what goes on on the training pitch, and you know, while she's out injured on the training pitch. Um, but I think she's probably enjoying the the chance to sort of utilize those skills as well with alongside Casey and I think she's probably you know quite happy so in terms of Tobin Heath I think she might stay but if you know Kristen Press isn't slotting in as well as as Heath I don't think but then I think they come as a pair don't they so we'll have to see uh, which which way it goes really. That I think is always an interesting dynamic isn't it that you've got one that they, they, they are a pair in as much as you get one, you get them both. So we can't say, well, actually, Tobin's been outstanding for us. We'll keep her, but actually we're not fussed about Kristen. For me, I still come back to her. I think I've asked this on socials. I've asked this at watch-alongs. If their season isn't starting, because they're probably not going to play for Louisville. If their season isn't starting until, is it Feb, March time? I think March time, so they're probably back for Feb. And that's them going to LA potentially, because we know that's that's a move they're interested in. Certainly Kristen is. If they're not staying with us, what are they doing? So I've asked the question, and obviously we're not going to get the answer to it for some time, but if not us, who? Anyway, that's another conversation. Jonathan's given us the cheering news that Sam Kerr's put Chelsea one up. About her level, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, Matt. About her level, Villa. <laughs> um, Torren says she trusts Casey yeah. she's already planned for every scenario this summer I think it's clear to see that for all Casey ever said to us last summer she has got this sorted she knows what's happening and she knows where we're aiming at that whole crawl walk run thing Champions League in five years no 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 it's happening now it's happening now. That's what she won the Champions League in five years. That's what it was. Is that okay? All right. Um, Press needs to start firing now, or else she's going to get benched when Russo's back, and that might force them to leave. I think that's a really, really valuable point about if Russo's fit, she's playing these games recently. I think that's without that goes without saying. And I actually think we are a different team with Alessia Russo firing fit and. I, th I know people talk about the goals. I think that's where we... I, I think we'd have been banging more in, certainly last towards the back end of, of, of the year. Uh, Nat? Mine's coming tomorrow. I've already renewed it. Don't worry. Yeah? I'm getting my new black one or blue one or whatever it is. It's already in the post. The postman's coming tomorrow. Yeah? I told you that. Don't be sexist. Zoe, hey? have you got an up-to-date passport? I have, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Okay, um, passports at the ready, everybody. Namrata goes back, Casey wants to win. Uh, last year she said top half when we know she wanted four. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was going to... But I, I just want to go back to Blessing's point about Russo and you know what yeah. you were saying, would she be playing? For me, yeah, Russo would be playing and it's just... <laughs> definitely, it's just... Um, for example, when I saw LJ come on versus Chelsea, for me, she sort of changed the game a bit. Yeah, she she could have done a lot more and all this kind of thing. But even watching her versus Birmingham, the way she was pulling off to the wing, and Kristen does do that, but not as much. And whether it's because she's like so desperate to impress, I don't know. It's sort of like I compared it to a Jackie Gronin thing. Jackie Gronin, the first year, we all knew she was quality, but she wasn't at that standard where yeah. she is at now so maybe they need another year and next year Kristen will be like 
shining and she's played in the Champions League before for a Swedish team. So maybe that's what it is. She just needs to adapt to herself. And let's not forget as well, she talks about having to needing to, to, to learn more. Let's not forget, it has been commented on the fact that she's been helping Alessia behind the scenes, helping Rousseau in terms of positioning. So it might not be on the pitch that we're seeing it, but certainly it might not be that we're seeing them directly on the pitch, but they're certainly having an influence. Um, in terms of Barmy Army on tour, Ian says he doesn't care where, he just wants to leave the country. Good evening, Fiona. She says she's ready for the seven-hour hitchhike, I think that's supposed to be, across Kazakhstan. Nat, you've influenced her. She wants to do what she wants to do your journey. Um, okay. Namrata, LJ's passing the ball now. Um, Ian's getting she's a bit... Tracking back. She's tracking back, LJ. Let's not get carried away, Nat. Uh, Ian says even leaving home would be good. Um, okay. Um, John Fry, press can play anywhere along the line. So can Russo, that's good to see. So can another player who we believe is adaptable is um, Ivana Fuso. Because she tends not to play where Casey's playing her. So there's lots of things. Um, right. I'm getting myself distracted because I know we talked about Casey's targets and conversations that were had last week. I'm not going to go there. So last week... Again, a raft of postponements, mainly because of the weather. Is our best bet, and I've asked this before, I'm going to keep asking it as long as it's a possibility. Is our best bet for Chelsea dropping points, them having to rotate because, Zoe, I'll clinch you first, because of fixture congestion? Is that our yeah, best I bet? So. Okay. I think so, yeah. Um, we, I mean, we need them to, to drop points, obviously. Um, and... I think, you know, they're, they're still in every competition, I think, aren't they? So they are going to have more fixtures than us anyway. Um, and if if we could get these WSL fixtures for them backed up, then I think they are going to, they are going to, it's going to take its toll on them at some point. And um, I mean, you know, again, it, it's all relevant, you know, we need our players to stay fit as well and, Obviously, um, we, we've got two of our main ones out at the moment. So um, it is all rel relative. But the more games that they're playing, the tighter they're, they're going to get. And, um, yeah, the more rotation that they're going to need. So I think I think it is, is working in our favour, those, um, those cancellations. Now, have they got a big enough squad, though? Because they do have a massive squad and they are filled with quality. Am I barking up the wrong tree? Yeah, they probably do have a big enough squad. Uh, there's a girl, Jessie Fleming, who started tonight, who's not had a look in since. You know, Neve Charles, I think she is a great player. Um, I've, I've saw her just literally the week before lockdown. I went to see her play for England and she was a standout. And, you know, we had Palmer, we had Tooney, we had Rihanna Dean, we had all these players, but she was the one um, that stood out the most that night. Um so, for me, they've got good players. We've got good players, though, too. And, you know, you just mentioned a few. Fuso, who's not really played a lot. And, obviously, like, Tooney, who's played on the right wing. And that's the first time I think we've ever seen that. We knew she could do it, but we'd never seen her do it. And it and she did well for me. Um, you know, we've got Maria in now. And I think that's a, that's a boost. That's an upgrade kind of thing. No offense to anyone else, but you know it's a it's a it's a it's an addition who's adding more quality in there. Um, so you know what? Like I remember the start of the season, we were just saying, right, we need to get Champions League. I wasn't even thinking about the league. I was just thinking, right, we're going to be between that third and fourth, and we're gonna, um, you know, let's just try and get as many points as we can and do this and do that. And you know, we're playing Chelsea in the first game, and I remember I was on the radio and I said. You always got to go. Yeah, I said we're going to draw. We're going to get a one-one, and then when we did, we celebrated like mad, and everyone was saying, "Oh, look at you!" And it's like, well, why wouldn't we be happy? And I think we've just ticked along, ticked along. You know, we're going to come on to next week, uh, to Sunday's game, but I just think we can win all our games now till the end of the season. Why not? Um, we've beaten everyone in the first half so why not beat everyone now in the second half it's no brainers for me I there's a point you made in that Nat and actually I really want to come back to it because it's something I've been thinking about 
are we in danger as fans? And as fans, we will always want more. We will always want to do more than we are capable of. We will always want to achieve more. That's natural. That's the process. And why shouldn't we dream? But are we also in... At the beginning of the season, Zoe, bear me out on this. If I'd have said to you, we're going to get Champions League, would you have said, great, thank you very much, that's everything? You'd have been happy with that, yeah? I would, yeah, definitely. Okay. Do you think there's a danger of us almost being, I don't want to use the word disappointed, but maybe that is the term. If, if our title challenge, if that's what it is, peters out, but we still get Champions League. I think I'll be disappointed. Yeah, I can see it myself. Um, like you say, at the start of the season, I never expected that, but um, I just know how I felt after that Chelsea game and I, I was gutted. I really thought that we were either definitely going to get a draw or we could have we could have won it because I think that we've got the quality now and they've, they've given us so much in the first half of the season, the players, and, you know, they've been outstanding, all of them, and there's just been such a change in them that, I believe that they can, like Nat said, win every game. So if we kind of slip off, you know, obviously we've dropped those points now at Chelsea. That's that's fine. We're going to move on. But if we, you know, come off the pace a little bit, I think I will be disappointed. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yvonne uh, says that Chelsea will have an off day at some point, she thinks. We need to, cap to win all our games to capitalise. Uh, absolutely. Um, John says it would be a great season um, if we get Champions League uh, Champions League place. Um, what's a lot to say in him? Um, Nat, what's her name? Give the pronunciation. Yeah. She's hardly used at Chelsea, speaking of squad depth. Actually, that's a really good point. <laughs> There's me saying, oh, you said that we've got someone who Maria's come in to add quality to our squad, will more than likely be, well, has every chance of being a starter, and yet she was barely played at Chelsea. Um, oh, Namrata makes a really good point. If we win all the three uh, coin tosses for the FA Trophy, we'll be okay with top three. Yeah, got to remember, we've got coin tosses um, for that. Don't joke. Uh, Anthony, good evening, Anthony. Champions League's a must. If we didn't make that, I'd be disappointed. Yeah, I think we all would at this stage. Winning the league would be an amazing bonus to me two seasons in. Um, I have to agree with Anthony, actually. Anthony's speaking sense. Thank you for that. Yeah, definitely not. So, for um, me, I was disappointed. I was surprised about how disappointed everyone was from the Chelsea game. I thought we would get beat. Not in a horrible way, but I thought we would. And then obviously, yeah, we did come back into it. But, you know, like Casey, Casey's said, they should have been 3 0 up probably in the first half anyway. So then what? Um, and I think, do you like what Zoe sort of said at the start? City, you know, that's probably what you look at. But Arsenal don't look that good. Everton or Everton can beat Reading. West, who else is there? That's it. You know what I mean? That's it. <laughs> You went up on everybody else, I mean, I can't remember. Yeah, this. because we shouldn't be losing to teams like Reading, not a disrespectful to them, but anyone below that level, we shouldn't be losing to Villa and Bristol, Birmingham. We should be beating these teams, and that's what we're doing. And that's a difference in the mentality from this year to last. Yeah. Um, Jonathan makes the cheery point. Where's it from there? Um, Champions League will be great. No one's denying this. But like the Premier League, a couple of dodgy results could drop you to fourth. We haven't had a blip yet, which teams tend to have. Okay, well, to, to, to play devil's advocate to that, absolutely. But if we're having a blip, maybe Chelsea are going to have a blip at some point. Um, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, got to be careful to keep going. If Man United, uh, Lost says if Man United make top three this season, it'd still be big, still mean Champions League. Absolutely. Yvonne, I, uh, she thought we'd get Champions League at the start of the season, expected third. Now she's expecting more the way we're playing. Why not push for the league? Yeah. Do you feel that our league campaign is more in the hands of Chelsea dropping points, though? Obviously, because if they win all their games, they will win it. But we really need that. Nat said it, Zoe. Can you see us winning every game between now and the end of the season? I'd like us to, <laughs> of course, but um, I think I think we have the ability to. I okay. think we've shown that. Um, but 
it's it's just as you said it's it's just keeping that momentum up and you know and like someone said every, every team does usually have a blip and we haven't really had ours yet i don't suppose no. so um you know it, it is a worry um but i think you know with the squad that we've got we have the potential to to match up to the teams like like arsenal who we beat um last time round and um you know, to go neck and neck with City as well. Um, and so I don't see why we can't do that. Um, and, you know, I'd really like to see if Chelsea don't drop points, I would really like to see us, uh, you know, get second. Um, yeah. Of course, at the start of the season, I was with everybody else. I kind of wanted to go that one place above what we'd done last season, you know. So I was expecting that we'd push for third and possibly end up in fourth anyway. But you know, so it's changed throughout the season for me, my expectations from them. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can we can do it. Okay, let's say hi. Namrata says we've never had a fully fit squad. I think that's mm -hmm. important to to consider as well. Um, we can, the blessings we can win all our games. We just need to keep going. City and Arsenal look like the, the biggest fixtures in there, certainly in terms of league position. Uh, Namrata goes back to her original comment about fully fit squad. Even now we're missing two starting forwards in Staniford. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I was most concerned about last week was momentum because we came off our first defeat of the season. And speaking of blips, it would have been an opportunity there for, certainly we didn't score in that first half, it would have been an opportunity for heads to drop. Nat, you mentioned nerves. Getting the goal very early on in the second half would clearly have helped. But we kept that momentum going and we've kept rolling. And however, wherever this season takes us, let's just enjoy it, but also keep that momentum going. It was massive. Um, Sunday should have been FA Cup fourth round. Um, fourth round? Yeah. Um, but that's now been put on hold, I think is the kindest thing we can say about the FA Cup this year. So our game against Everton, our league game against Everton, obviously I have to clarify that's the league game um, having been put in because we'd already had our Conti Cup game against them have to be rearranged. Um because so um we will be playing Everton this weekend we will be getting one of our, our only our only fixture um that was postponed out of the way now I look at them yeah, yeah go on we can run away with them for me now that Jill Scott's there layman's there they slide it's downright disgraceful disgusting sly um but it is what it is we'll always play games We'll play games whenever, and I'm so glad they've got it in this. And I really wanted it in because I thought, oh, this can be the game that Tobin plays. Looking like she's not, can't now. But she should have played it that first week. You know, maybe she would have been fit. But listen, that's what Willie does, man. That's what we know. He's known for it. He's a snake. Um, but for me, like I said, the the ones, blessing said it, City and Arsenal, let's beat them. Everson, yeah, they've done good things, this and that. And then there was a level, wasn't there, when we were in the championship and we were fighting and we were looking at them thinking that's where we want to be. And we went out there and we beat them. And then we've always beaten them since. But they've always been in and around with us. You know, there's a point last year where they could they went fourth or they could have gone fourth and it was all this. And we were fighting with them. I think now we're just blowing them out of the water. They're not on our level yeah, they'll be looking to show that they are on our level and they'll, they'll put up a tough fight, but here's what it is, mate. We're just going to stick it to them. 3-0, I think. Do you do you think there's a psychological issue here, potentially? Zoe, I'm, I'm going to ask you, and now I'll come back to you on this one, that it's Willie Kirk, so there's always edge there. We've lost to them already this season, admittedly in the Conti. This is effectively the fourth fixture that we've had against them because two have been postponed. And this one was postponed for the most ridiculous reasons. He sat in a press conference, Willie Kirk sat in a press conference on the Friday morning and said, yeah, we're fine. We've had people that tested positive, but they're fine now. And then a matter of hours later, it was, oh, no, sorry, we've got Kate. No, they're not fit enough. And... 
that came at a time where it probably wasn't highlighted so much because you had the City and the Arsenal games that were also postponed that weekend um, following players going to Dubai. So are we... And I'm thinking about their new signings as well. I guess the question I'm asking here is, is this a tougher match mentally than it would have been three weeks ago? I'd say so, yes. Um, as a fan, I can feel it in myself that for all the reasons that Nat mentioned, this is kind of the game that I want to win most because I'm angry at them and I, I really do feel like there should be some kind of higher body investigating what they're playing at, really, because because I, I don't think that game should have been postponed. Like you said, you know, to sit there and basically lie in the morning or or, you know, just change his mind later or whatever happened, it's not good enough. And, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, the, the top flight in, in women's professional football here. And and it's not treated like that. If, if, we're, if we want people to respect women's football, then we need to, you know, play games and not make stupid excuses all the time, which is what Everton do. And I think if, if we're this angry as fans, the players are going to be even more angry and it's up to Casey to kind of, you know, to sort of calm them down and get them into the mindset that that it's just another game kind of thing. But even Casey will be angry and will be wanting to win this game more, I think. So it, it's going to be a tough game, I think, and it could actually go either way, even though we've just had that conversation that we, we can win every game of the season. Um, I do think this might be... the you know, the breaking point, really, the the, the test of, of whether we can do that or not, because this might be a harder game than Arsenal and City. Nat, you agree with what Zoe's saying there? Yeah, and and, and I've actually fought back now um, to a comment that was in the, the thing, and I think someone said every team has a blip, and I think our blip was the Conti Cup, to be honest. Um, that Liverpool game, Everton beat... City got in the draw. That's where we were absolutely woeful. And I think even if you look back at that Everton game, I mean, God, how many chances did we have? I think it's going to be a different kettle of fish, though, this this upcoming Sunday. I think this is what Willie does, tries to get in our head. I wish there was a higher power at being that, you know, something always happens. Yeah, that's what I remember. So they said, <laughs> when, the, when the kickoff was postponed by, like, an hour or something. They expect it now. It is what it is. Mm. And I think that's a, that's another thing, I think, potentially. I know we're going to, we talked about it, we might talk about the referee that's in charge um, and what, what she's up to um, because she's shocking. Um, but this is the thing for me, we're always, there's always a read, there's always something that's going to be in the way. It's Man United. You know, um, I always hear them say, and I heard Leah say it, what did she say? Um, Everyone's always on our backs. Everyone's always, you know, got a target on us. And Casey said it earlier in the year. There's always something to, to try and bring us down. And the thing is, though, that's the change in mentality. That's the kind of, you know, just the way they say it, you know, the way Leah said it, it's like, this is the Man United. that Everyone wants to beat us. We're going into every game. People are always going to up the games against us. You know, they, they, they know it now. They know what to expect. They know Willie Kurt's going to play tricks. Uh, they know the key, the ref's going to be against us. It's just one of those things. It's Man United, welcome. Welcome to something I've known for 28 years, mate. 29, actually. So, you know, I don't think it's going to fuss them because they know what their eyes are on, the prize. And it's like you say, that nil-nil could have stopped us at the first half, and it probably would have last year because we would have got all nervous in ourselves. You know, Bristol game, they're going in nil-nil, you know, builds up that anxiety. There was no anxiety. It was just bang. Back at it, let's score some goals when we did. You know, Leah, she's the MVP for me. So, you know, we don't have Tobin, we've got Leah. We don't have Houston, we've got Pre we've got LJ, we've got this one. It's just great. Yeah. Um, Mark says that it will be a tough game. The pitch will be a huge influence. It's not, It's well, I, I don't know about Liverpool, but I know that there's certainly some rain expected in Manchester tomorrow. Um, so, 
Is that going to be an issue? Is that going to chop up the pitch? Um, good evening, Jake. Late uh, appearance from you. Good to see you. Torrance says nobody gets into Casey's head. Well, let's hope she also keeps our players. Um, Jake makes the point. Everton's loan signings could prove a new challenge to us, but I can see us winning on Sunday if it goes ahead. Jake is particularly interested, in case anybody's missed this, in um, the fact that Everton have signed Alicia Lehman. He's a very big fan. Okay, just putting that one out there for him. Um, it was Claudia Walker last week, and it's going to be Alicia Lehman this weekend. Um, the referee now, let's get that out of the way. Appointment's been announced. Ian was very delighted to let us all know that a referee who has refereed us before and is renowned for not recognising parts of the body will be refereeing on Sunday. I'm going to throw another one in, though. She knows everybody saw that. She mm. knows that was all around the world. It wasn't just the UK, mm. wasn't it, England? It's often said that referees try and even things out. Might it actually be the best thing for us? No. Potentially. And I think potentially the fact that I've just seen Fiona said we'll boo in the watch. I think potentially that fans ain't there and they're not going to be on a bat because it would be, oh, it would be horrendous for her if we were there. Horrendous. Everything. Every header out. Handball, 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 handball. Everything would be handball. Someone kicked it. It'd be handball. She would get abuse coming in. She would get abuse coming out. I don't, I don't buy abuse, but something so simple like that, like, you know, what, what are you thinking? What is going on in your head? I mean, I remember she came out after that game. I said, what, what are you doing? And apparently I was shouting at the wrong person, but they're all stupid. Yeah, all oh, the whole people, man. They're all stupid. So, I'd, like you say, it's, it's worldwide. Everyone's already talking about it. It's already going um, semi-light. You know, everyone's talking about it. I don't yeah. understand how she's able to referee us again. I think we should have put in some kind of application to make it sure that her name never comes back to us. But And Fergie's done it. Let's not be on the bush. There's been referees that have never refereed us after making better decisions than that. I just think the pool maybe isn't that big in the women's game, so she has to referee us. But it's, it's what a game to referee us. When you're going to have one person playing tricks, the weather's going to be doing this, you know, and then you've got her. It's just, it's, it's like they're all, it's like the, the whole circle is ganging up against us. But it's like I said, isn't it? United against the world. All these things are against us. Let's go out there, boom, get the three points. Um, simple as that. Absolutely. Um, Jake, I know I've put some comments up about um, maybe, maybe, We'll get something this time. Um, Zoe, I know you at the time were horrified on reflection. We talked. I remember talking to you, I think, the, the game after that Reading game or, or, or it might have been a couple – well, we wouldn't have had that many after – that we were all still so shocked. Do you think the players are going to have that in their minds when they see her? Or are they going to be the professionals we hope they are and just say, do you know what? You're the ref, don't care who you are, don't care what you are, we play the game. Because we're yeah, holding I mean, on to it, aren't we? We're really holding on to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't blame them for holding on to it. I don't blame us for holding on to it either because, again, it comes back to this this being, uh, you know, a professional league and you can't have that substandard refereeing in, in this kind of league. And, you know, it could have influenced it in a in a bigger way than what it did you know like you say it went all around the world that could have prevented somebody like Tobin Heath from signing and, and playing in this league I think because I won't want to play when when the referees are, don't know the difference between the head and the hand I mean I know people make mistakes but it was a pretty big one yeah. um but like you say I, I'm hoping that the players have moved past it and and can you know be more professional and professional than 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 the way we see it um but you know, I, I won't blame them if it, it's a tricky one. It's, it's like you say, the the fact that it's the, the we've got this referee against this team as well, mm -hmm. um, and you know, in my opinion, the referee should have been thrown out of the league, and the the, 
Everton should be thrown out of the league for their dirty tricks. So um, there we go. Um, that's my strong views on it. But uh, yeah, I, I think the players can get past it. <laughs> um, Karen asks, are we expecting bad weather for, for Everton on Sunday? I think I, I think if there's just a bit of drizzle, that's bad enough <laughs> for Walton Hall Park to be struggling. There is some um, due to be rain tomorrow in the northwest. So I, I know Manchester anyway. Um, whether it's, it gets to Liverpool, whether it's due to be bad there. Um, but yeah, I don't really think it matters how bad it is. I think just a little bit of a swirl of wind or a little bit of drizzle. Ooh, too much for Walton Hall Park. Uh, Namrat is already calling decisions. Yellow card for Willie Kirk. Why stop it yellow? Make it full yeah. red. And Jake, um, a professional league that sees ridiculous handball decisions. Players getting two yellows. Oh, no red. Let's remember that. Wonder what comes next. You know what comes next, Jake? Deciding a cup three months after it was due to be finished. And then the next season, doing coin tosses for it. <laughs> um, Jake then says, in all seriousness, it will be freezing on Sunday morning, potentially a frozen pitch. Jake, you're a native to that part of the world. Is there anything else we should be aware of? Um, please check, let us know. Mark, as we all stood there, this is going back to Reading, we couldn't believe it. It was one of the the players' parents who completely lost it. Um, yeah, we're not going to name names here, but the reaction from some of the staff, Casey herself, actually, I think she she, she she did own it, so we can name her. But there were parents, players' parents, who absolutely lost it um, after that, uh, after the Reading game. Torren, she wants to see some good tackles and some, we're going to say Smith-Housery this weekend. Um, mm -hmm. John Fry's playing Wally Hall Park bingo. Uh, game will be called off by bird droppings on the pitch. Don't laugh, it could well happen. Um, now, going back to that point that Jake's just made there. A professional league. This month, I feel, has done a lot of damage to the women's the women's game. And I know that you're very keen on the game's growth. And you're very keen to help and support in any way you can. The, the, the postponements was one of the first things. The FA Cup on coin tosses, which we believe now has been taken back. But... The damage that publicly was done this month, before we get into all of this stuff, it's going to take a long, long time. And the game's got to come back a long way for this to recover. Yeah. I mean, you know, Deb, we, we listen to the same things. We, 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 we hear what's sort of going on. We're very privileged to do that. And I think there are a lot of people in the FA that are working hard. I mean... There's a guy that I know who runs the, the Devs League and he's, he's a fantastic guy. And there are people who are working for the FA that I think do great jobs, yeah? yeah? But I think the whole structure of it is very backwards. I mean, when you've got that uh, Greg Clark saying what he does, coloured people, and then he said something about girls are like the balls kicked at them hard, that shows for me what the kind of attitude is at the top. Um, I mean, you know... He's an old white guy, and then now there's talk that Sue Campbell, and I'm not going to say that that's not diverse, that would have been great, and I don't think she's getting it either, but it's just the same kind of faces that are making these decisions, and they don't have a clue about what's going on. They don't have a clue about the women's game, and I just think you need, I've always said it, strong leadership, whether that's um, clubs doing it independently and sort of running it as like a Premier League kind of thing, but they're just doing it under their own WSL banner or someone like the Premier League actually taking over or another consortium sort of thing. But you need someone strong to to sort of run this because I think now even not just the coin tosses and all that, there's talk like they're going to do another null and void season for steps just the, just the league below the, the um, championship. And I mean... There's teams in there that are ready to, to to properly push up. You know, Wolves are a really good team. Southampton, they're like tiers four and five, or I think. But then there's um, uh, Watford, who are in Division Three, who want to be in the Championship, who've got great players, and they're 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 being stopped yet again. And we all know that. Fair enough. Okay, you're considering them grassroots. Maybe some teams can't do the elite standards that like the WSL has been asked for, and we know that the FA are funding a lot of tests or potentially Bristol, Birmingham, they're funding it for these and they can't fund it for everyone. But 
for me, it has to be some kind of strong leadership from an organisation that is progressive. And for me, the FA is not progressive. It's very conservative. It's very stable in the way it wants to do it. It doesn't like a lot of change. So with, we, when you've got something that's growing at the rate that it is, women's football, you know, we were never interested. Probably, a lot, I'm not sure about you, Zoe, but all of us around here, probably all of us in these comments, apart from a couple of us, we're not interested. We're not bothered. It's only Man United that's, that's made us this brought this excitement to us yeah. and now we want to see it at the same level of the men game you know it doesn't have to be exact, everything exactly the same but we want to see that same level of interest level of reporting standard the same it's not now, a lot now we could go on about this and actually i tell you what during the international break you and i will spend a pod we'll, we'll talk about the game what we know in terms of what we've been privy to, what we can share, um, but also just growth and things like the BA. So we'll come back onto that one. Jake says, uh, I think I might have to apologise to him. Apparently he lives closer to LSV, but really he's got a soft spot for Southport. Um, Torrance says, if Everton get to postpone this one as well, they need to be fined and lose the game on, I, I assume, walkover. Um, yes, definitely. I can't... God. I can't imagine them postponing again. Jake suspe uh, suspecting that they're going to have to postpone it so Alicia Lehman can have a photo shoot on the pitch. Um, don't joke, it could happen. And I put that up before the um, the FA needs to let get rid, needs to let go of the WSL. Um, Jake, Southport, he misses it. We all do, Jake. We all do. Um this is a really interesting point. As a first-time WSL fan, I found it crazy that there was no consistent decisions made on which games got cancelled. Absolutely. It seemed only certain teams got to have games postponed. And Let me this just say one thing as well. Wardy FC, look how they treated her, but that's enough. Right. Now, this is what, Zoe, coming back to you on this one, because you said about these decisions that were made and how unfair they were. And actually, you talked... Uh, well, I know we, we've spoken about it in the past. The Bristol City, Bristol City versus Man City game before the end of last year, calendar year, when Bristol were forced to play and ended up putting a lot of their academy team out because they had players isolating and they, they were they were they were demolished that day. City, Man City mm -hmm. won comfortably. We've then got to a situation where. I don't want to say self-inflicted, but Arsenal and City have had to, have asked for games to be postponed because their own players went away, got COVID, had to isolate. And the bit that really, really wound me up wasn't so much that, because that's ridiculous. It's the fact that they couldn't pull their academy players in because is it something that they're not, some of them didn't have academy players in their, in their squad or... I mean, how that happens at City and at Arsenal is beyond me. But Birmingham, who didn't have enough players fit because it wasn't COVID-related, apparently have to let they have to forfeit a game. A um, couple of comments now. I can see you're itching, but Zoe, I want to come on to you about that. Karen says, as a first-time WSL fan, Namrata says, as a second-year WSL fan, we found it crazy as well. Um, Jake says, if you speak against the FA, they won't allow you postponements. Carla Ward, exactly. Ward EFC, as Nat said. <laughs> Zoe, I feel like every time there's something that the FA get wrong, but we can't move away from thinking there is bias for towards the big clubs. Um, Namrata, there's no yeah, apologize. That that that's that's gone <laughs> by the by, hasn't it? It feels as if the big teams are being rewarded and and almost being allowed. Jake says here, Bristol set an example that day. Yes, they struggled for players, but they fielded a team. Respect to them. Bigger teams should be able to do so as well. Um, Nat, you've got another one in your group. Karen likes <laughs> audio as well. Um, Zoe, we could easily get distracted in the bigger picture of the game. But if that has a bearing on things at the end of the season, if those games that Arsenal and City manage to get postponed, if they play those games with a full, fully fit squad, when things are tight potentially at the top, going for Champions League positions, where does that leave the game other than almost in disrepute? It's a joke, right? It really is, yeah. It's 
it's disgraceful. It's, I mean, I'm trying to hold myself back here. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm almost throwing the point to you guys because I'm trying to calm myself down because I'm getting frazzled about it. Because how can you excuse this? How can we? Um, Lotta makes the point here, Zoe. I don't know if this taps into anything. Arsenal and City got protected because they have a bunch of lionesses in their squads. Favoritism in its finest. Um, Karen comes back in. This is why smaller teams will not get the big names. They see the big teams get better treatment. And who, yeah, who doesn't want to be treated well? <sighs> we'll go around. It's yeah. crazy. It really is. Um, and I mean, I, there needs to be an uproar from within as well um from from other managers from other players and yeah there might be some backlash from the fa but the more backlash there is now hopefully we can get away from it and and yeah because at the moment it's just it's all it all comes back to respect how can how can we expect this league to have respect and these players to have respect when you know you've got bristol who they you know they struggled that game <laughs> The, the score line reflects that, but they did what was asked of them. They 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 asked for a postponement, and every I mean, even on the you know the BBC WSL show at night, they said there there is absolutely no way that that game should have been allowed to go ahead. But they made them play it, and and then you know just just a few weeks later, you've got all these players that are going off having a great time in Dubai. And don't get me wrong, I know that there were some United players in that, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Casey dealt with that. And and whatnot, and and she came out and said that if it had been her players, she would have still made a team go out there. Um, yeah. And and I, I mean, it never came to that, so we don't know whether she would have followed through on that. But I I do believe that she keeps her word, and she would have done. But you know, for for those players, those professional players that want to be treated with all this respect, to go and do that, and then get the manager to ask for a postponement when other teams, through no fault of their own, have suffered and been made to play. I just I think that's disgraceful from everyone involved mainly the fa but people we need we need an uproar with from within not just us fans and that's the only time that we're going to get real change i think i I don't disagree with a single word you said there jake says us as fans need to unite only us and one or two other teams are talking about the lack of professionalism throughout the women's game way too much is accepted and this jake taps into I'm sure, I don't know how quickly he's typing here, but that taps into one of the things we were saying a few months ago about hashtag respect the Conti Cup. Because that as a competition has been messed around with badly this year. The fact that they changed the the, the rules on who got out of the group and how it was worked out midway through the competition made zero sense other than, "Hmm, let's see what we can do with this one. They just fancy something a bit different. Now, we will keep fighting the good fight in terms of the FA and the higher powers, but we do, regardless now, this game... Actually, do you know what? I'm putting this up because, absolutely. Another Karen. Casey has integrity. Lack of integrity at the FA. Um, Which actually might be the best thing for us in terms of keeping Casey and her never deciding to go to England, which we don't think is happening anytime soon either. Uh, Jake goes on to say uh, the Conti Cup is one point on a long, long list of issues. Absolutely. Now, um, I'm aware of the time and I know that we could, like I say, we could have this conversation all night. Thinking ahead then to Sunday, that game is happening at some point. Okay, if it gets postponed again. Let's if it say again, we need to not play it, or you know, yeah. we need to properly. I think and yeah. just like we're taking these three points because we can't not do that. But I think for me, Deb, I hope you don't mind me cutting you off a bit. But no, I think it's going to be a strong squad. I think that front four was really good, and then obviously Fuso, and then Press can come in. I see Press. I'm starting to come off the bench. I know people get upset if you say, you say start LJ and bring press on. But it is what it is. Whether you start press and bring LJ on, maybe that might be the best option. Um, I think the midfield looks good. Whether Zellum will still play, whether she'll drop Tooney back into 10. Hansen on the right. There's options there. Um, I'm not worried. I know some people say they are. And yeah, Layman, yeah, this. But... Uh, who's the other one? Jill Scott. 
I'm not I'm not worried. I'm I'm confident in our girls that we can go out there and and get the three points. We're used to playing at Wally Hill Park. We, we were the first team that played there uh, when it opened, and we had fun there. Um, <laughs> to be fair, even um, that game that we had, the rearrange, rearrange, however many times it was rearranged, I still think we had fun, and I still think we could have scored. Well, we did score, but whatever reason. But it wouldn't be the same team that goes out there. Uh, it would be a totally different team. Yeah, there's no Tobin, which, you know, you know, she chose to stay here and play in January and she's got injured. And But Katie said that shows the massive commitment that she's shown to our club. So, you know, it's a shame that she couldn't, we couldn't have played this game in the first week when she said that she was staying. But, you know, that's that's maybe a sign, like Zoe said, that she could stay because she's committed. She's shown what it means to her. But, you know, see score lines coming in. Yeah, I expect usual. I expect three nil because that's what it is. <laughs> three nil. Um, couple of the comments there. Uh, no, not, uh, sorry, Karen says, please no more postponement. We agree. Jake makes the point. If it's got to be rearranged, we'll just play it next year, like we do with the FA Cup. It's fine. We'll just suspend the season. <laughs> uh, John Fry, he's suspect. He's hoping for a two nil. Torren three one. She's even naming the scorers. Um, Mark's not giving us a score. He's just saying we should win. He's going to say it. Jackie's going to score. I have to say, Mark, if this happens, the footage of us celebrating on the watch-along needs to go on Twitter because that would be that would be probably be the biggest celebration. Um, Zoe, I'm going to ask you. I'll go through a couple of comments, but I'll give you a chance to have a think about it. Who's your striker on Sunday? Go on. You can have a think about that one. Uh, Karen, press starts with LJ or vice versa. Both are great. Maybe one starts, the other one comes off the bench. Uh, Jake, no, 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 no. Not a 95th minute winner. A winner, but much earlier in the game, hopefully. Blessings is going for a 3-0 win. Uh, John Fry says Jackie impressed to score. Okay. Um, yeah, Jake, um, not the only one saying knock it off. Um, and yes, let's. Oh yeah, that, let's hope we're all in sync for that celebration. Not that there's a delay. Uh, Zoe, who's your striker on Sunday? Who starts um, for you? Lauren James, I think. Okay. I want I want Lauren James starting. Um, although I, you know, when you asked me that question, that was my my instinct. And then thinking about it, I think she's done really well coming off the bench. I think she makes yeah. a difference. So maybe. Maybe that's a tactic in itself. We just keep her off to to make that that game changing move um, later on and and give the team something different. Um, but I think I don't know. I, I've always been a massive fan of LJ. I, I see something in her that I don't see in any other player really. Um, uh, and I I want her to start. <laughs> okay, um, Nat, you're going to like a couple of these. Mark says he wants Jess. So does Jake. Uh, John wants press starting. Um, as I've said so many times during these podcasts this, this season, what's been great is the depth we have. We talk about Chelsea, but actually we've got, I'm not saying we're at their level, but we've got great depth. We've got a lot of players that can come on and, we, we, you know, we, we laugh about the GC on the coat, the game changers. We don't have subs, we have game changers. And even that in the mentality and the way they talk, but we genuinely do have great players that can come off the bench. Um, we're coming up to an hour, and I know, I don't know about you you both, but I think we're all planning on going to watch the men play, so we'll keep it short. Now, final comments um, ahead of ahead of the weekend or just about anything? Just, yeah, we're going to win. That's it, just keep winning. Uh, and that's all that matters. I agree with what everyone was saying about favouritism, but like I said, we'll hopefully do a pod on that because... There's more to it, you know, about who was positive and who was negative and some people had negative. But listen, we'll do it and we'll talk and we'll go into detail. Um, that's for you and me, Nat, during um, one of those breaks that we adore, those international windows, that uh, international yeah. breaks that, that we live for. They're our favourite time of year. You and I will book, we'll, we'll book ourselves in. Zoe, final thoughts ahead of uh, Sunday? I think um, the girls have got it in them to win them to win it, and I think they will. Um, one thing about just going back to Chelsea is I, I'd say that they have a lot of players, whereas we have a big team. I think we 
we gel more as a unit. And I know that sounds daft with them sitting above us in the table, but they've got a lot of big names, a lot of big individuals. Whereas I think if we're to go the extra, the extra mile, I think it'll be down to our teamwork that that we've got over them. But that's just the way I see it. <laughs> oh, I like the sound of it. You're saying that Casey's got that culture right, and I think we'd all agree with you. I'm going to finish on Karen's comment of Go Man United. Uh, good luck to the girls um, this on Sunday. Good luck to the fellas shortly. Uh, Nat, thank you very much. Zoe. Thank you very much as well. And uh, we'll see you all again soon. Thank you to everybody who's been in the comments, everybody who's been watching. Take care. See you again soon. Good night.